Welcome back to The Remote Life. My name is Han Talbot, also known as Han Meets World, and today we'll be chatting with Helene and Sandra from Wallflower Studios. Based in Slovenia, they have been building their separate portfolios individually, but are now joining forces to create their digital agency, Wallflower Studios, all while producing content about their home and travels. In this episode, we talk about building a remote work portfolio, the journey of a new business, and why Slovenia is a must for remote lifers and digital nomads. So grab a coffee, a tea, or something stronger, and let's get started. Sandra, Helene. Welcome to The Remote Life. How are you guys? Great. (laughs) So to dive straight into it, connect the dots for us. What are your backgrounds and how did you guys meet? I'm Helene, SEO, content, marketing, research, everything specialist. (laughs) I have a background in anthropology and I'm obsessed with culture, travel, marketing, all of that good stuff. And I'm Sandra. I also do content marketing and my background is more in social media and influencer marketing. Amazing. (laughs) And why don't you guys tell us a little bit more about Wallflower Studio as well? We started our agency. It's a content marketing agency in September. September. Yeah, we offer an array of services from content marketing, SEO, content production, influencer marketing. And we're trying to concentrate on travel and sustainable living when it comes to our clients. I love it. So succinct, so business-like, very well done. And speaking of travel and sustainability, so obviously we are currently sat in Slovenia, in Ljubljana, and you guys also do a bit of content creating yourselves. So tell us a bit about that. I have had a travel blog, Wandering Helene, for, oh gosh, maybe like seven, eight years or so. It's been a bit of a hobby. As I left the U.S., I wanted a way to remember the places that I went, share it with my family. And through it, I just started having a love of creating content. And yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. I've had my blog for ages. It started as a beauty blog, but it eventually mm-hmm. transitioned into travel. And I'm also doing YouTube and now TikTok as a content creator as well. So uh, yeah, it's really fun. You're having a little uh, TikTok epiphany at the moment. Yes, <laughs> I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I particularly loved your video on those little robots that serve uh, <laughs> yeah. cake and coffee. Up there. So the girls at the weekend took me on a fantastic little travel tour of uh, Lake Bled and Lake Bohine. And we stopped off in this insane little cafe that had robots with trays and the coffee and cake. And mm. oh my gosh, it was the best thing ever, honestly. Like we couldn't stop staring. Like... When people look like look at dogs, it was the same kind of thing. Like, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, so you can check out Sandra's uh, videos on TikTok for that one. <laughs> Taking a step back for a second, um, how did you would you go about securing clients or at work in the beginning when you first both went remote? It's one I got asked on Twitter from a few people. So yeah. 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 To be honest, because I started working at a PR agency when I lived in London, and then I worked for an influencer. And on the side, I started freelancing, actually for Slovenian companies, funnily enough. And then, yeah, when I moved back, I went full-time freelance, and it was mostly word of mouth, to be honest, for me. Yeah, it's just like previous clients recommending me. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's how I got most of my work, to be honest. Isn't that great? Yeah. Same for you, Helene? No, No? actually, it's very different for me. I started freelancing slash remote work, I guess, back in 2012. So I've been doing it for a long time. Oh, do you? Yeah. was back uh, when Upwork was called something else, which I cannot remember off the top of my head right now. 
From there, I started working with universities and editing research and helping people do research um, and then transitioned to SEO last year full time. And I find my clients in different Facebook groups, on Twitter. Women in Tech SEO is probably one of the greatest resources of all time. Uh, a lot of my clients I found through there. Amazing. Cool. And here we are today. So when you guys are like, obviously, doing, obviously, you kind of have to balance your own schedules and things like that, obviously, with an agency, obviously, your own client work and then content on top of that. <laughs> what kind of ways do you guys, how do you best balance your workload, basically? Penny's <laughs> got a great story for the weekend for that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I feel like we don't balance very well, or at least me, up until recently. I definitely haven't. I've been overworking myself for years because it's just a lot. But yeah, I'm trying to be conscious of how much I work and I'm trying to stop working at a certain point in the day now to have these evenings off and I'm trying to keep at least one day either Saturday or Sunday off to just kind of relax because yeah (laughs) working 24 7 is not the one anymore I'm getting old (laughs) for sure and I think what I love absolutely as well is that um in Slovenia like that is literally whole rules around like not working on Sundays I think that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it definitely helps so like kind of, since everybody's sort of in this mindset, you're like, okay, this is just the day I, I stay. I typically stay home. Uh, some people, they go out for a hike or go to lunch, but I just just stay home and do whatever I want. <laughs> do you have any like different ways to lean for like managing your workload or are you kind of similar, just sort of deal with it as it comes? <laughs> I try to keep a balance. I try to keep a set amount of hours each day that I fulfill. And then try to at least dedicate, if not an hour or more, to my own personal content or wallflowers, just whether it's doing research or making drafts of content. I try to do a little bit each day so that it's it's always growing. Of course, I cannot give all the hours that I want, mm. but as long as you're keeping consistency, you won't lose track of what you're working towards. So I always find that really useful. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of sounding like, I think, what I love the most is that even people who are, have been doing remote work for years are kind of still on their own journey when it comes to managing their work. Like no day ever quite looks the same, which is great, but it doesn't mean everybody still has the discipline. I think there's quite a weird sort of kind of stigma around work life that you're a super disciplined person if this is what you do and like you have a really strict schedule, which some people do, but I know for myself that I will never be one of those people that can have a very strict, kept, like well-kept schedule. Yeah, I would say like I'm quite organized, but when you're working with several clients, they are not necessarily always. <laughs> they have last minute projects you need to jump on. And I feel like that's what makes it hard for me to kind of organize my time rather than, you know, me not being conscious of how much I work on projects. Uh, yeah, it's more of like a last minute deadline <laughs> ruining it, it for me but um I've definitely been uh, getting better at it I think I saw also that so Portugal's actually introduced a whole law now around like employers can't contact their employees outside of work do you guys like have any like things that you do specifically like so when a client does for example say contact you on a day that isn't your contracted day for example like, do you have any kind of boundaries around that I definitely didn't, <laughs> but recently I have to say my clients have been amazing and they have actually been really respectful of my time and 
I don't have these issues anymore at the moment. Uh, but yeah, in previously, even when I was employed full time, I worked a lot in the off hours. So I definitely had to um, <laughs> sort that out. But yeah, I think now, now it's good. And I'm definitely also conscious of that. So like if a future client would not be respectful of my time, mm-hmm. it would definitely treat it differently than I used to because yeah, mm. it's important to take time off. Have you noticed a kind of difference in client approach pre-pandemic and post-pandemic now at all? Like, do you find that people are generally a bit more aware of the work-life balance? I think that now a lot of them can relate because they're also working from home, whereas yeah. many of them were in an office, but now they are working from home. So I find that for me, it feels as if like I'm also on the team Mm-hmm. more in a way because we're all at home so it's like it's not the separation of oh those are the people in the office mm-hmm. and this is me here I'm just some side person but we're all from home so <laughs> yeah it kind of feels a little different in this aspect my clients haven't really changed much pre and now pandemic and actually a lot of the ones that I work with have been working remotely previously as well mm-hmm. or have like certain team members that are working remotely so It hasn't been that much of a change for me personally, but, you know, looking like wider, how others are are dealing with as well, like my friends tell me about it. um, I think they're definitely more conscious Mm -hmm. of what it entails to work from home. Yeah. (laughs) Let's chat a bit about travel, which we absolutely love and adore. Do you get nervous at all before you head off to a new destination at all? Does nervous excited count? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I I personally just get a little nervous when I fly. It's just, a, I'm not super, super fond of it. I do it, yeah. but it's not my favorite. I, I get very anxious, so I get nervous for this. But you know, for going to a new place now, I'm I'm beyond excited. Okay. I'm in my element. Do you, like, kind of prepare? What, what about you, Sandra? Sorry. Oh, no, it's definitely more excitement for me as well. <laughs> I'm actually, generally speaking, quite an anxious person, but traveling is the one thing that actually doesn't make me anxious, which is kind of weird. Um, To me, I think the only anxious part about traveling is getting to the airport because I always feel like I'm going to be stuck in a traffic jam. Yeah, by the time I'm at the airport, like, I'm all good. I'm the same. I'm like, I will. There are people, I've got friends who are like, oh my God, you're one of those people that arrives early. I'm like, yeah, but at least I'm then there. Like, yeah. I, I don't have a coffee or like, you know, I sit up and do work. I cannot, I will never be one of those people that can arrive like 45 minutes before and be okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a nervous wreck. Same. Same. <laughs> I, I don't mind being there early. Yeah. I just have yeah. a drink, work, science. <laughs> 100% get all settled into before you go. Do you prepare for like kind of setting off in any different ways like I know for me I research if I'm feeling nervous about anything or like if I would go somewhere new yeah I usually research like what are a few bits of places that I should know where they are make sure that like I save my location on my google Maps so I can always find it wherever I am in a new place if I get nervous and sometimes I'll even create like a little document with some key phrases in the language just so I have something to quickly like access it any problems yeah I also usually like make a little plan of what I want to see or you know I usually I research how to get to places especially mm-hmm. if I'll be using public transport so that's always helpful with nerves yeah I reason I ask is because I see a, a few more people now than before are actually deciding to take the leap and become remote life it's like everyone's gone like 
okay, right, I've had time to reflect on my life in the last couple of years and, like, this is what I want to do, or they're just so sick of being locked down in one place at this point. Like, yeah, therefore they want to get out. And I think that was anything that you would add on about, like, going nomad, well, you guys aren't really nomads, but, like, going remote life, like, kind of full-time. Is there anything that you wish you'd known before, like, taking that leap? Years ago, I was sort of more in a nomadic position. I was moving from country to country, city to city um, for about five years or so. Mm. And for that, I would say avoid contracts. Like not, not that you shouldn't have them because you should have them for everywhere you live because there were times when I did not get a contract and it was a problem. But if you sign on to like a six-month or a one-year contract, I just find that that really locked me into a place when something might have come up and then you're like oh I'm stuck here so if there's an option I would say like doing an Airbnb or something a bit more flexible I find that that kind of gives me a bit more peace of mind I'm not stressing about like everything within the contract of switching homes that makes total sense yeah yeah I've never been fully nomadic before I was based in London now I'm in Slovenia but have definitely traveled a lot uh, especially for like longer periods you know for a few months So for me, it was always just to like make sure that my hotel room has like a table, a desk, because surprise, surprise, not all of them do. (laughs) And yeah, good internet connection is really important for my work. So if I had that, I was like, okay, we're good. (laughs) Yeah, I find that more and more as well. I'm seeing um, more Airbnb reviews that actually say great Mm Wi-Fi, poor Wi-Fi. And those are the things I pay attention to (laughs) as well. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst when you're, like, you're on a Zoom meeting and like you know you're lagging behind like the rest of the team. So then you suddenly butt in. They're like, "Yeah, we literally just covered that." <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And especially when it comes to uploading videos, which is something yeah. that I always do. Oh my god! Like the amount of times I was sitting there for like, five hours waiting for a video to upload. You really don't want that. So yeah, if you can get like a stable internet connection, those like portable Wi-Fi's are amazing. You can get like multi-country yeah. one. Those are my lifesavers usually. Yeah. Which one do you go for? I have used iVideo before. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. I used that one like three times already. Mm. In New Zealand, Indonesia, Sri Lanka, like, always, always mm. was really good. Yeah. And that's a good little uh, segue, actually. It's like, which, like, what would be your, like, top tool that you need, like, in order to get by with your remote life? Yeah, possible (laughs) Wi-Fi. I don't know. Just the standard ones, laptop. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of anything, like... I cannot live without my Notion on my laptop. (laughs) I mean, my entire life is in Notion. I'm looking at it like that weirdly right now because literally everybody who are not everybody, I've had a few people on the podcast now who literally have said the same. I, the amount of times we've been gushing about Notion yes. already. <laughs> I started the obsession with Jolene. <laughs> yeah, I was on Evernote, which was kind of similar, but not as beautiful, yeah. I will say. And I switched to Notion after I was a premium Evernote. Like I could not yeah. live without Evernote. I was a premium user for years. I saw Notion and within a week I had swapped, cancelled my Evernote or yeah, and then got a premium Notion. Yeah. And I cannot live without it. Yeah, it's just great. My whole life is in there basically. <laughs> yeah. I even have just the online version. So um Brogan, who was in series two, she um showed me the online version of it. Like it's not just the app. And I was like, geez, even this, like, it's just amazing. Cause then like you've got all your notes like in one place. Yeah, you can go through the calendars. It's just, you can make it look pretty. And yeah, it's just the most satisfying thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the consensus is Notion. Like, right, got it. Okay. 
bring it back to travel and the things that we love, absolutely love. Why should Slovenia be on the remote life uh, slash digital nomad list? It has fast internet. <laughs> yeah, true. We have good internet. Yeah, we have very good internet here. Yeah. I think it's also like a good work slash explore balance because everything is so close. You can literally go on a minimum adventure every day if you want to because everything is like an hour or two away from Ljubljana, which is the capital. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, have, have you found that there are a, a good few communities to get involved with here? Or like, do you find that people would like to meet up at all or...? Yeah, I mean, if you go into any of the expat immigrant groups and post that you want to meet up with people for a drink or a work session, there's always people who are willing to just join in. Yeah, there used to be regular meetings pre-pandemic for a few different groups, and it was a mix of international people, creators, freelancers, remote workers, and yeah, there was a really nice community forming. I'm not sure where it will go after the pandemic, but I think it will it will kick back up soon. Yeah. Okay, so uh, to draw people back in, what is the one thing that you're like, right, you've got to come for this? The food. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the food food and wine, but also I think the nature in Slovenia is, it just feels unreal some days. You're looking at it and you're like, how is this real? Mm, Yeah. Like I said, we have everything. Like, it's so versatile. We have the mountains, the sea, like, everything is so close and quite non-tourist yet so it's it's a good spot <laughs> well, that's a fantastic mix and i can definitely uh also agree on the nature like when we were driving through the mountains the other day i was just kind of looking out going wow <laughs> i am in narnia basically <laughs> <laughs> narnia was filmed in slovenia exactly <laughs> great place to come to so just thinking about like obviously you mentioned sandra that like it's not quite as touristy what are your general thoughts on kind of remote lifers and their relationship with tourism and visiting, like, in general, moving forward? Yeah, to be honest, I love, I love it because remote workers usually have, like, a slow way of traveling and it's more of, like, a mixture of traveling and living, which is definitely something that I think is the feature of travel, slow travel, because a lot of tourists who come to Slovenia only come for the weekend and they go to Ljubljana and Lake Bled usually. Those are the two stops or maybe Postojna. But yeah, if you're here for longer, you can explore more of the country, which is also good for tourism. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that somebody who is doing remote work and is here, they're having a steady income probably. So they're spending locally. They're probably staying locally. Um, as long as they're supporting local businesses, there are a positive economic uh, influence to the country rather than a minus in an economic sense. <laughs> no, absolutely. And Ljubljana or Slovenia is now the green, green capital? Green capital? Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I went on a free tour yesterday, so I was trying to retain as much information as possible, <laughs> and obviously that failed massively. But yeah, no, obviously in terms of sustainability and just being able to... Like, it's funny how much that Slovenia does already in general that we obviously have been discussed in the travel industry from a sustainability point of view. Like, is there anything that you'd add on to that or anything that you're particularly interested in about what they do in that work? I think Slovenia is quite unique because our way of life is quite sustainable as it is. Like Slovenes are famous for having their own gardens and <laughs> things like that. I don't know, just translate to travel very well. So it's not something that I think we did consciously. It's just always been there. So I think we're in a good position to make it even more sustainable. 
you know, telling me like how everyone has like kind of a local farmer that they will know yeah. that they get the vegetables and the fruit from as well. And I was thinking that, yeah, that's quite a community you've got going yeah. there. Like that's epic. Yeah, we've never stopped doing it since, you know, the early days. <laughs> and now the world is catching on. <laughs> yeah. Get yourself a farmer. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that uh, remote lifers and kind of more digital nomads could potentially have a part in like, I say tourism recovery, like, but essentially, like, it, I suppose the travel industry has a, has been struggling for the last couple of years. So, do you think there's anything that they could do or that could be helpful from that perspective? I think that if there's some type of content creator or active on a social media platform, if they're just talking about their experiences, just like you were sharing photos and videos mm-hmm. of Lublana and Slovenia, um, you can see that people kind of get excited and then they're interested there there might always be one or two people who are like oh wow I've never considered that but then they see someone that they know personally post it and then they choose to come here so that helps the tourism definitely and definitely exploring other parts of the country as well not just uh top destinations that are super visited already but yeah because there's so much more that you can explore one final question from me um fill in the blank home is where my chickens are. <laughs> I would feel like my dogs. So we're kind of the same. Sandra Helene, thank you so much for being on the remote live. This has been amazing. And yeah, make sure to check out all of their socials and links that we'll add in at the bottom. Thank you. For us. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Remote Life. And thank you, Sandra and Helene, for your awesome insights. You can find links to their websites and socials below. Tag Sandra at Sandra Potizek, Helene at Wandering Helene, and myself, Han, at Hamid's World. And let us know where your favourite remote life destination is. You can also find the podcast on Instagram at the Remote Life Podcast. Thank you so much again for listening, and we can't wait to remote work with you again soon.